Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to a special Reader's Codex episode of The Reader's Quadrant. Today, we will be chatting about the first of the two bonus chapters of Fourth Wing that were released in the special holiday edition and are now both up for free on Rebecca Yaros's website. So if you haven't read chapter nine, bonus chapter of Fourth Wing from Zayden's point of view, please go read that before... Um, you listen to this podcast. And also, if you haven't listened to our episode that came out on Tuesday of the original chapter nine, go listen to that first as well. And we'll make sure we have a a link to the bonus chapters on our stories. Yes, for sure. And in our show notes. In show notes, yes. It'll be there as well. So this will be a really quick episode. Samantha and I are just going to be talking about our thoughts um, on the bonus chapter. It wasn't super long. Um, So basically we get Zayden's point of view of their whole sparring match on the mat and how he just straight up wanted to uh, do things (laughs) that were not not sparring. (laughs) Oh, no. He went to a different Uh, kind of spearing. I mean, sparring. (laughs) The one thing (laughs) that um, Sam and I both discussed is that um, Zayden knows that he's attracted to Violet like so much sooner than she knows it herself. Like he is so aware of everything that she does in this chapter. Yeah, it is. And plus it's so much more sexualized from his point of view. Like, yes, it is somewhat sexualized from Violet's point of view, but for Zayden is from the get go. Oh, definitely. And we were just talking and I said the one um, piece of Zayden's point of view that I would have loved to have is when he first saw Violet before she went on the parapet. Like I would have really liked that. Um, but I do appreciate what we get um, in, in these two chapters, chapter nine and chapter 16. Um, yeah, I like seeing Zayden not whiny. I like, this is so true. And I do like <laughs> that we get little snippets of scale in his head. Like I she's so love sassy. scale. <laughs> yeah, clearly, Indarna gets her sass from scale. And for being a teenager. Yeah. But also scale. Yeah, so uh, we start the chapter out with... Zayden facing off against Violet on the mat and Scale says this is reckless because she knows. Oh yeah. She knows. She knows. (laughs) What I also find interesting is Zayden when he starts he locks his shields in place because Dane is nearby. Mm -hmm. Yes he knows that too. But I also like what he says about Dane. The second year is good on the mat, even if he's a little too straight-laced to really be the best in this place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we also learn that he's about to fly a mission this weekend. So, there's that. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that part, too. Yeah. Um, So, he'll be going out to deliver weapons. I'm assuming that's the mission that he's referring to. Yeah, it can be like, that. How often do you think? Yeah, how often do you think they do that? I'm not sure because I'm not sure if it is because when we when they have the battle brief later in the book where they ask the third years who all has been sent out, he and some others raise their hands, like not mar- not just the marked ones. Yeah, 
Yeah, I didn't know if he was talking about that, like that type of sanctioned mission or like one of the missions that they do to go deliver these weapons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be either or. Yeah. Um, so he's focusing solely on Violet Soringale. And Sam actually made this connection about their heights, if you wanted to chat about that. Yeah, so in the beginning of Violet's version of this chapter, she knows that Zayden was six foot everything of him. And to kind of twin it here, Zayden refers her as this five foot nothing daughter of the general. <laughs> So it's just kind of like a weird similarity that they have with how they describe each other. Yeah, that was definitely a good catch because I don't think I noticed that. Um, So Zayden says he could snap her neck and no one in the room would interfere because he's allowed to do that because she falls under his chain of command, but they're not in the same squad. But he notes that uh, the 107 souls I'm responsible for would pay the price. So what the fuck am I doing on this mat? So we get the hint there of the the promise that mm-hmm. that Zayden made to Lilith. Yeah. Yeah, which I guess including him, because I'm assuming he was not marked on in this, like with the scars. There's 108 total. Uh, I think so. Which is interesting to me because there is this thing in, um, I don't remember if it's Chinese or... Japanese now um, where it's called the water margin it's it's Chinese it's a Chinese model novel and in this novel there are 108 stars of destiny and by stars of destiny I mean like these are people who are like born under the sign of one of these 108 stars and so it kind of makes you wonder I don't know if she picked that number on accident, on purpose, um, in like, there's 36 heavenly, and then there's 72 earthly. So, take that as you will. Hmm. I just think it's kind of an interesting number because of that. It's also big in a video game series that I play called Suikoden. Uh, the series, there's like five in the series, then there's like one or two random ones, and some like novel like video game novels anyway um and they all have 108 stars in each game so that's why i know about that but yeah i just think it's kind of interesting number to use for that given that connection but i definitely is i could be way off if that's not what she's going for but who knows should we know that she pulls from a variety of different cultures Mm -hmm. not necessarily giving them the appropriate credit so yes <laughs> who knows it could it could be so um <clears throat> Z- it took Zayden only two weeks to uh realize that violet figured out who she'll be facing and has been poisoning her opponents so like he's paying such close attention to her <laughs> i find it interesting he doesn't know how she figured out who she'll be facing yeah he said she somehow figured out like he doesn't know about that trick either i like that he says that brilliant devious mind that he calls like, a complete turn on. He thinks she's so smart. Like he knows that she's so smart. This is just a such dichotomy to how Dane treats her all the time. Mm-hmm. And he appreciates her brain. He loves her brain. He wants her to use her brain. Mm-hmm. So um, 
it, this is so funny because we just recorded the original chapter nine episode and more violet's talking about how she's fighting for her from her point of view and then zayden says she attacks in a typical first year swipe and kick combo <laughs> which is as easy to predict as it is to block <laughs> which i think she said rihanna worked on that with her for six weeks <laughs> um Oops. we also get a mention we also get a mention here of zayden noticing violet's hazel eyes and sam and i were just talking about this before we started recording but rebecca yaros has a real propensity to um talk about her character's eyes and eyes showing a lot of emotion. Like in the original chapter, Violet notices all the golden specks in Zayden's onyx eyes. So mm-hmm. we just thought that was an interesting little tidbit. Yeah, he also says later, like, how her eyes always change colors. Yeah, he says, I swear her eyes seem different every time I look into them. No wonder I can't look away. Um, and in the last episode, I mentioned that one of my favorite parts was how Zayden would, like, kick all these daggers towards Dane. And we learn in his point of view why he does that. Um, he says, I drop the dagger at her side and kick it out of her reach towards the squad leader who should have taught her better. <laughs> so he's just being like, he's a straight up, like, fuck you. Yep. And he he's like, if it were any other opponent, I would take the blade, put it to her throat, and the match would end. But he's he's, like, not about to do that with her. Yeah, he actually is genuinely trying to teach her. Yeah. Uh, so we learn that why he calls her violence, because he says, Violet is too soft a name for her, too breakable. I'm well aware of the shit people talk about her bones and joints, but from what I've seen, the woman has a core of steel. Like, that is hot. Like, he sees her for who she is, not for the condition that she has. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dane is so concerned about her breaking. Yep. He also describes compares her to a cat here. I that I loved that and I just <laughs> noticed that today when I was reading it. I half expect her to hiss at me like a cat, which is funny if you've read Iron Flame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, okay. That's great. Um, Zayden's also mentioning a lot here that Viola's daggers are too big for her which is funny because didn't Mira give her these she gave her one the jeweled She's one all the rest yeah the jeweled one or the jewel handled one I think is the one that Mira gave her because that's okay. the one that she uses to get up the uh the gauntlet right 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 um so <laughs> Zayden is like reaching his head down to whisper into Violet's ear, but he notices how she smells and he's like, no thinking about how she smells. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely trying this whole time to talk himself out of it, kind of like how she does. Yeah, and so they're talking about how she owes, he owes her a favor for keeping his secret. And then when she's like, yeah, I... I I like you owe me a favor and he says warmth flares in my chest and appreciation of her discretion like mm. <laughs> he also wants to put his mouth on her yeah <laughs> <laughs> he releases her so he doesn't dislocate her shoulder so he's being conscious like yes he knows that she's not breakable but he is being conscious of her conditions so that he doesn't unnecessarily injure her which is sweet. Yeah, let's just let's just compare this to Dane in chapter eight when 
Rhiannon is coming out of Tara's room and Dane just like whips Violet behind him because he's worried that it's like an ambush attack and he, she like runs into his back. Mm-hmm. And it hurts her. So Violet tries to attack again and Dane, Zayden says, I lift my scarred eyebrow in sheer disappointment because she took the same stance as she did before. And so he's genu- genuinely upset that she hasn't learned anything so he's like he took the dagger and he kicks it to Eidos because he's like you haven't taught her anything which is true Dane has been so concerned with getting her out he has not taught her a single thing about how to survive nope I also find it interesting that he always notes if he's raising his scarred eyebrow yeah he's aware he's aware of the effect that that has on people also though I don't know at least me personally I don't think I would just know or like remember which one is my scarred eyebrow unless I'm like looking at it a lot. <laughs> he just stares in the mirror all the time. He's like, yeah, I look good. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if you had a scar on your eyebrow, would you necessarily remember or like think about it consciously like that? Probably not. I feel like most people just say I lifted my eyebrow instead of my scarred eyebrow. Um. So I find this sentence interesting. The shadows on the mat give her away. Mm-hmm. With what we know about about him and and shadows, yeah. Do you think he's just extra perceptive to shadows, or is that just innate fighting skill that he has? I think he's extra perceptive to them, and also yeah. like we know that the shadows, quote unquote, tell him things. Yeah. So I think it could be a combination of like the shadows being like, "Here, it also it." It just kind of reminds me, I'm going to, again, go back to Avatar The Last Airbender. There is a character who is blind, but she is a really good fighter because she feels it through her feet. Interesting. Kind of like vibrations? Yep. Huh. And so it kind of reminds me of that. Zayden has Violet pinned down, basically. And I talked about this specifically in the Violet POV episode, where she notes that Zayden's, like, dragging the dagger along her neck, but... She doesn't feel any blood, so we know he. she knows he's not cutting her. And then on this side, we see that he says, I drag the blade down her neck, careful not to draw blood. Mm. Like, the attention that Rebecca Yarrow put into twinning these chapters is great. Like, the detail. Yeah. And I like his thought to himself of, yeah, I know what you've been up to when he... Let's yeah. her know that he knows. Yeah, it's too good. I just, I also really like when Violet says, I fucking hate you. And Zayden kind of smiles and he says, God, she's just as merciless as scale when it comes to her tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's why scale doesn't really like Violet. They're like very similar. Oh, maybe. And Zayden notes that every single one of her expressions is beautifully raw. Yeah, because like we talked about in the main episode. She is an extremely emotional person that does not control her emotions. Yes, because he notes that there's there's no control. No. So so he's waiting for her, and again he <laughs> he beckons her by crooking his fingers. Oh and God! That's Sam the and worst. I talked last time about how angry this would make us. Oh this my God! That's the worst. <laughs> so he tells her. Oh, that he's barely gotten started in, in teaching her. And he knows that she's beautiful. And the combination of her hatred and her secret keeping is very intriguing for him. Like, for whatever reason, he cannot compute. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so I this so we when we got this from the other point of view, Violet like knocking him down by kicking out the backs of his knees. It was like a triumphant moment. But here we learn that the only reason she was able to do that was because he was thinking of like how pretty she was. Yep. <laughs> he just got so distracted. <laughs> I love that he's just like, and I fall hard. Holy shit. <laughs> and he 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 does fall hard. He does. And the scale gives him shit. <laughs> I just like that they all, like, do all the dragons call her the silver-haired girl? Like, Oh, yeah. One? Interesting. And Zayden notes that Scale's never going li- to let him live that down, that he got taken down. <laughs> nope. Oh, man. I can just imagine her just every... It's, I bet this is kind of like his should we summon the... Should I summon the wing leader moment? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? I cannot. I can't wait until we get there. <laughs> Um, so we noted this in, in the last episode about how Violet trying to put Zayden in a headlock was kind of like, what was she thinking? And Zayden also thinks the same thing. She, he's like, she isn't physically strong enough to cut off my air supply. She's fighting like she's six inches taller and has another 40 pounds on her instead of leaning into her actual strengths. So he knows that she has strengths and that she could be using them. Nobody is teaching her how to use them. No, because Rhiannon's teaching her how to fight like Rhiannon. And I think exactly. earlier, like, Zayden even says to himself that she doesn't have a fighting style yet. Nope. So, She's just imitating. Yeah, he says, why isn't she using weapons suited for her body type and fighting style? Not that she actually has a fighting style yet. But then she adopts Zayden's fighting style, which evidently is also Kat's fighting style. Because when they fight against each other in Iron Flame, they're basically the same. Mm, I forgot about that. I need to finish that reread. Um, so Zayden's on top of her, um, and he's like, I don't want to crush her. What the fuck is happening to me? <laughs> I like that forethought, though. I'm going to put my weight in my arm so I don't, like, squish her. <laughs> yeah, she's small. So Violet grabs for a dagger and then goes for his shoulder. But obviously, we know this from the last chapter, Zayden grabs her wrist and pins it above uh, her head. And he says, the speed with which she processes information and compartmentalizes her feelings is such an advantage. And I doubt she even knows it. Like, once again, he's just, like, marveling at her mind. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, we've been saying this whole time that she's a very emotional person with no control. I don't think her compartmentalizing her feelings contradicts that. Because it's not that she's shoving them away. It's just, like, able to recognize each emotion for what it is. Yeah, and I think that also helps when she needs to ground herself mm-hmm. um, with Tarn and Andarna. Like, I feel like that compartmentalizing is always going to help being strong mentally. I also wonder now, it's just occurred to me, that maybe he's also thinking that because of the way the Griffin writers can manipulate emotions. Maybe, but we know that she does not hold up well against that. No, I think that was also a unique situation, though. Like, that was her <laughs> boyfriend's ex-fiance. Um, so I like this next paragraph. Pink flushes up her neck and into her cheeks, and suddenly I find myself studying her for an entirely different reason. The blush, the skittered pulse, the way her gaze flicks towards my mouth for less than a second... I'm not the only one attracted here. So it's like, not only does he recognize that 
he's attracted to her. He knows that she's attracted to him pretty much before, like, she even knows it. She does here because, remember, her body, that traitorous bitch. (laughs) Right, yeah. So it's like they're realizing at the same time, but he's definitely more perceptive when it comes to her than she is about herself. Yeah, she doesn't realize that he's attracted to her. Not fully. She She's recognized she's attracted to him, but she doesn't really realize he's attracted to her. Yeah, for sure. And then his he totally blocks out the rest of the world. <laughs> yep. It's just him and violence. Just him and violence. So then we get to the part where Zayden tells Violet to get her dagger, and he's showing her all of the different um, weak spots. And he says that her hands are soft, fragile, and breakable. And then he thinks, if I don't teach her how to use her size to her advantage, someone else is going to use it against her in the future. Mm-hmm. So he cares. <laughs> and he's not happy about it. Nope. <laughs> and then he's like, why am I doing this? Like, he still is just kind of questioning himself. Like, I'm not this vulnerable for anybody. Why am I doing this? I like how he says, I have to get the fuck off her before she realizes she has another weapon at her disposal. When it comes to <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it's amazing she couldn't feel it between her thighs there. <laughs> um, and then we get him thinking about Brennan um, and mm. how Brennan would be frustrated about Violet's fighting style pretty much. But then he's like, well, Brennan also would not be happy with the position that <laughs> currently in either. I don't think it's Brennan would be pissed about her fighting style. He would be pissed about how obvious she was with her poison. Oh, yeah. No, you're totally right. Um, so this is where Dane speaks up. Because he's just, like, if you think about it from Dane's point of view, like, Zayden is literally, like, lying on top of Violet, like, moving her hands all over his body. I can just imagine Dane in, like, a high-pitched voice being like, I think she's been tall enough for one day. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder he got her back to his room with her shirt off. Yeah. Oh, hey, look. I mutter, putting a couple of inches between us. More inches. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nope not centimeters yep and uh, he he talked about arching his scarred brow again you're right yeah he's very specific about it and like i was like my the common sense at least she has the common sense to release my hips because mine yeah. is gone <laughs> so he uh gets up and walks away off the mat and then imogen's like what what was that? And Zayden kind of ignores her. And just this is when he yells at Dane that says and says she could use a little more training and a little less uh, protection. And where he and he also notes that Dane is busy coddling violet, uh, violence as usual. It, yeah. It's, uh, Zane looks at Zayden and the anger there almost makes me smile. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, also something I just noticed, too. Once he called her violence earlier in this chapter, even in his yep. internal monologue, he only refers to her as violent. Yeah, because he doesn't think Violet fits her. And I think he's been thinking that way probably since he called her violence after she found him under the tree. Mm-hmm. Probably. Anyways, so we get to the last page of the chapter, and this is some of my favorite interactions that we see between Garrick and Zayden. <laughs> <laughs> and Garrick's like, you're in the mood to spar with first years? Or just that particular first year. 
<laughs> and so Zayden notes that Garrick is like super observant. And we obviously, Sam and I were talking about this before. Like we don't know what Garrick's signet is. Mm-mm. I wonder if it has something to do with that, like noticing details, something similar. I don't know, because we have literally no clue. It would kind of fit with his dragon, because his dragon is at least some sort of observant in order to be able to detect the different runes. Maybe. So maybe he notices things. I don't know. And Garrick says, it's hard to miss the way you look at her. And Zayden says, like, I want to kill her. And Garrick's like, or fuck. Don't finish that <laughs> sentence when I'm in the mood to hit people. <laughs> so we were also talking before this about how interesting it is that Garrick sees Zayden looking at Violet and he sees, like, attraction, obviously. Mm-hmm. Dane sees Zayden looking at Violet and he sees threat, violence. So, I don't know. It's just an interesting thought. Which... Like we were talking before, that is what Zayden wants people to think right now. He wants people to yeah. think that he wants to like, like he's that's his defense mechanism for himself in a way, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also made the discovery here that I hadn't really paid attention to before, but that Zayden says he wants to spar with Garrick. Um, despite the size he has on me. So Garrick must be, like, huge, massive. Like, massive. He's huge. Like, Violet, I think, refers to him once as the big one. Yeah. And so Garrick says, oh, would you please? I need you to use those big, strong hands to show me. (laughs) (laughs) And then Zayden shoves him hard enough to send him staggering. Which has got to be hard, considering how huge... Garrick is. And yeah, that's uh, that's the end of the chapter. So it was really fun. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to learn. No. From it, but I I enjoy these little glimpses into Zayden when he's not being, like Sam said, like whiny. A whiny little bitch. Yeah. It's fun. I like to see his relationship with Garrick. I am also... And how that plays out. Yeah. I'm also more looking forward to the next one because there's a lot more of his interaction with Scale in it. And I really enjoy his interactions with Scale. True. So you'll be getting our next bonus episode about these bonus chapters after we cover chapter 16. So um, if you have any thoughts about this, please check out our Discord and share them with us. Um, You can. Yep. A link will be posted on our Instagram for our Discord. Which you can find our Instagram at Instagram.com slash Readers Quadrant Spot. Readers Quadrant Podcast. I can't talk. Yes. And if you have any questions, concerns for us, you can email us at readersquadpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to this short little bonus episode. We hope you've had fun. It wasn't super serious, um, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. Like, I always like reading about Zayden. Yeah. I would also like to see Zayden. Yeah, this is true. I just... uh, Now we're getting into talking about fan casting for the TV show, and I just, like, I don't think anyone they pick can ever live up to what I have in my head right now. No. Kind of like with the Akatar show. 
I suppose we will cross that bridge when we come to it. So once again, thank you everyone for listening. And remember, the right way isn't the only way. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his song, The Pyre, for our intro and outro music. Thank you.